This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show on RadioAlice.com. Just a heads up, it's not for work, it's not for kids, but it is a good time. Available right here on RadioAlice.com. You only hear it on the Secret Show. You won't find it on your radio. Oh, maybe you're not hip enough to know that Sarah and Vinny's got a secret show. That speech is in the, the film. Guy, right? that's, yeah, in yeah, the film. that's in the film. It's a propaganda. It was, it was, a, it was a lie. It was a lie. It was a propaganda because he was trying to pump everyone up. They were that was when they were losing. He went on the radio we and he was going. He went silent. on to lie because they were getting their asses kicked. Well, that's when you started to say that was part of the film, like oh, that specific part. Yeah. I went, oh, that. So he was making that's so when the speech. Right, their radio, their radio was our TV and internet. So they were all gathering on radio, and there's an amazing scene. You remember that where the light, the red light. The red light goes on. And he's addressing the nation, and he's lying, and it's all lies, and people know. And then, it, but it's not. It's starting to leak out that they're. It's not going well. And he's saying it's going well. We're going to fight. Everything's going to be fine. Fight, fight, fight. We're going to be fine. And they're lying. And it's a heavy moment. That red light was on. Really beautifully done. Hmm. The pressure. Cool. Yeah, the pressure. It was the pressure. red lights on. Go. Then you listen up. All right. Anyway, I was just curious. Introduce us. Oh, it's the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Thursday the 16th. Oh, yeah. How could I ever forget? It's one day into Human's birthday period. Thank oh. you so much. Right. November 16th. It's a Thursday, 2017. Sarah and Vinny uh, with our special guest, Tommy. I go here in the studio. Vaughn is uh, recording us and marking all the bleeps. And Yuzette has, she's doing something or she's in the, a call. She's busy. Yeah. yeah so, whom is to, producing from the yeah, other room? Do. Great job. Boy, Tommy, let me ask you something. Oh, boy. So, you're uh, a musician, lifetime. Yes. So, at what age did you have your first orgy? <laughs> So let's just. Uh, uh, so we're just assuming you have. Uh, but we just mean by, by more than one. Yeah. Oh, so a menage a trois would count as an orgy. Well, sure. I mean, I, I think. I think an orgy's four or more. All right. <laughs> what was your first orgy? Uh, man, you know, it wasn't I like. Tell a, the truth for once. What do you mean, tell the truth for once? You I'm heard not, me. I see you shopping around in your brain for some. Well, because kind of I, you know that, what? Believe it or not, I don't think about. That. I don't. Hmm. I don't think about it. I don't. But then he gets me thinking, and now I'm thinking, and I'm trying to think. Well, you've lived mm-hmm. quite a... I mean, look, yeah. artists take <laughs> great chances when they pursue their hopes and dreams. With that comes great moments of incredible opportunity that yeah. none of us will ever experience. Us mere mortals. Mm-hmm. I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was early... Well, what is early? Is 23 early? The twenty. It was early twenties. 
Your early 20s. Yeah, in New so York. So you're confirming that this for sure happened more than four people. How many people would you say were writhing around in this orgy? Well, it was totally unplanned. It was not, it was. was the best ones always Well, are. it was like, yeah, it was like, and it, it was after a show and this, and this, right. it was a, it was a, a hit and run. It was one time and it was, a, we, she took me back to her, her place, which is in, I remember, oh my God, it's coming back. It's on 56th between 9th and 10th. And I remember because I walked and it was like, she had, it was, um. Uh, period, when, before New York got uh, safer, so they, she had like five. She so had like, five locks on her thing, uh-huh. and she did the trick where she locked only every other one. Oh, so if somebody came in and picked them, they'd actually be locking two. Oh, it was like a trick. Oh. Yeah, so they That's did. Really yeah. neat. Yeah, they did. I remember That's that funny. so clearly and now. Did she have that bar too? That was you know that they would have like a seat for it in, no. the, in the ground and it would. N- no, but I had that it. thing in my car, the the red bar on oh, my <laughs> wheel. Thing. Low yeah. jack. Or what, what was that called? Not, the, that red, not low jack. What was what that was called? That? The wheel thing, the wheel wheel lock. lock. Yeah. Yeah. It was a every man. They, they made bazillions on that thing. Well, and they were great. Yeah, because well, but in New York they saw, saw the wheel. Saw the wheel off, they saw and the wheel. then you yeah. just yeah. pull that out of there. there. Fantastic. Yeah, it was just like one more deterrent, but you know, whatever. Slow you down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so twenty three. So twenty three. So it was after a show. It was uh, wow. It was after a show at the bitter end, and we were playing in this like, you know, you know, some kind of rock band with a singer songwriter or something like that. She was there. And we just like, it was like, you know, one of those things was like, oh, let's go. We got back. And she had roommates. How many? Uh, three. And so it's, we're talking a five man, a one man, no, five person orgy. It was, they, there was, oh, there were other men there. Well, there was another dude. And uh-huh, he was, and uh-huh. it was totally cool because he was like totally just into this, his, what he was doing. And it was like, and it was just, and it was like a, not really bedrooms. It was like kind of like a room with like, like they put up uh, 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 <laughs> curtains, you know the, oh. the wardrobe thing, you know the thing yeah. on the rack. Uh-huh. That was their separation privacy oh. thing, and uh, you know they said, "Oh, screw this," and they knocked them all down and just became this one. Thing. Nice. Yeah, it was one and done. Never saw her again. Thanks for making me remember that. Sure, think about it all day. So, Sixth Street. Here's another question for you. So you just mentioned something that I was going to go to for sure. So you said it was like a rock band at the Bitter End, which was, yeah. the Bitter End was like a was that a punk club? It's no, no, no. It's still there. It's a uh, uh, legendary, uh, uh, up and coming place. Uh, but it also it has baby uh, bands. Play yeah, there. you know, Carol King used to play there. Uh, Gaga played there when she was before anyone knew who she was. She played, really? Oh yeah, she played shows there. It was like you know her and a keyboard and one of her girlfriends doing it's some great video of her like. So it's like the famous brick wall, mm-hmm. you know, the background. It's a very skinny little stage. It's a tiny club. It's been there forever. Um, and uh, most of anybody who's anyone has come through New York has played the bitter end when they were nobody. So you you are trained as a jazz drummer, but you're playing different with different people, probably for the fun of it or for some cash, right? Yeah. It's just, well, I mean, I was, I mean, I'm a jazz drummer as much as I am anything else. I'm not a purist. I'm a music guy. Like, I just, like, I was, I grew up playing jazz and then my sisters introduced me to rock and roll through Peter Frampton, the Stones and the and the Beatles. Right. That was, so I had we both We just had going a conversation on. upstairs about how I want to do a Rush tribute band and he's got to learn all the Rush songs. He was like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you're like learning. I know the tunes, but like learning Neil Neil Peart's licks. You gotta get that perfect. If you're gonna do a Rush tribute band, every freaking drum hit has to be perfect. No, because everyone knows those licks. Right. Those licks are part of the tunes. Right. Well, anyone who's grown up in a neighborhood with a drummer in the neighborhood hears that drummer practicing the Rush songs. 
And if you ever went to their house, there they are with the headphones on, drumming loudly to those songs. Absolutely. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> but what... Let me see. How do I word this? How come you didn't decide to go get the easy money in rock music? You uh, must have had opportunities or had other bands try to poach you and be like, dude, come drum for us. We're going on tour. You could make millions this way. Not uh, that you don't already make money, but... No, no, it's... it's uh, what I, bands did I, you say no to? Be honest. Uh, for once. I, I, I cannot do this. I can't. I can't <laughs> make this because there's guys who have the gig right now and I can't be like, oh, I, uh, that's such a douchey, douchey thing to did, do. You well, you have your job because hire. I said no. I'm not going to be, I can't be that guy. You but were I will. a drummer for hire. You did 10 years on the road with uh, uh, Garfunkel. Yeah, I was oh, always, you did? Yeah. Or Garfunkel. Oh. yeah so. Don't you think Tom Selleck looks at Harrison Ford and says, you got that Indiana role because I couldn't I said do it? No. Right. You know, there's a guy. Do you guys know about the guy? Let's talk about drummers real quick. So there's a guy who has made his, and he doesn't, it's so sad because he doesn't have to do this. He's a famous, amazing drummer who played on a bunch of different hits. His name is Bernard Purdy. And he played, uh, he played a bunch of Steely Dan like session stuff. Session Yeah, session, exactly. A session guy played on bazillions of tunes that you know. And he, for some reason, made this thing. Like he said, well, I played on all the Beatles tracks. Yeah, it, like it was like a thing, like and it was like a secret thing. Like he would say it, and then like people were like, "Okay, well, you know, it's just Bernard being Bernard." And then he would say it over and over and over. And as he got older, he kept saying it more and more, and it became like a thing, like a big thing. And then finally, somebody said to George Martin, "Hey, is it true that Bernard Purdy?" He said, "Who?" <laughs> it's so like, he was just he was like, "Yeah, this popping is popping off." Right? He was just popping off, like he just totally a lie. And like, there's like Do you that think kind he of told stuff that happens. lie so much that he started to believe it? I think that is actually what happened. He says, you know, Ringo could have never played that stuff. And I did it. You know, and it's like, why would you do that? You don't. The one thing you don't touch, don't touch legends. Don't touch them. Don't touch, touch the untouchable. The things that can't be substantiated. If you got to tell a lie, just well, but there probably weren't enough right. older people in the room to say, no, you weren't. Right. Clearly, he was able to get away with so saying it. So they went to Sir George Martin and they said, you know, and this he was guy. just like, who's, and he's like, who? And I was like, oh, Burn. no. Oh, yeah. And then Paul that came out and said no. it. It was just, oh, it's like, don't do that. So I'm not going to be that guy to say that. But so to answer your question, I um, I get bored easily. I like being a chameleon. I always have. I like playing in lots of different situations. I've, I've, I can't do one thing. Like if I was on the road playing Even with one Even for band, big money. I'd turn big money down. I just I would rather have the career I want than a fat bank account and be miserable. So I'm fine. Like I make a living. Look, I, I am You're I made a, a decision. Musician. Yeah. This is I made a decision that I am going to be the artist that I want to be. And it was you know, it's painful to think about sometimes like Well, because the, the money can be yeah. absolutely You know, I got friends of mine who obnoxious. live Right. I got friends of mine who live to be arena musicians. They wanna be that guy now those arenas are the worst places to play. They are fishbowls. They like you know, it's like if you have it just go you know, that's not a lot of artistic satisfaction playing in an arena for like music, but you get your ego stroked when fifty thousand people are screaming right. and they're going Rah! That never did it for me. That wasn't what did it. I, it's always been about having varied and awesome experiences. My hands up. Go, go. Uh, have you ever played Madison Square Garden? 
I uh, I have actually as I did as a part of a uh, tribute. It was a benefit fundraiser, and I was part of a band that was playing behind a bunch of stars who came out. Oh, all right, yeah, oh. yeah. It was like, and it was, uh, like, it, it was, it was great. Well, you're I mean, a New York guy, right? It was there great. you are. It was great, you know. And like, you know, I got a friend of mine who's been playing drums for Shakira for like the last 15 years, and every time he comes through, he's at the garden, and it's so like, he does all that Latin, and I, right? Stuff. And I'm right behind him, and and just watching him and stuff like that. And so he was my old student, and he's gone on to just have that career. The one that you're talking about, he has that career. So he's platinum on like four different airlines. He sees his kid, you know, a few times. Never. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's like my, I respect him so much, but that's his career. He's made that choice. He's the pop guy. Right. And he goes for hire. He plays with uh, Tegan and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Right. He goes out with them for like six months. He goes out with Shakira for, you know, another four. Comes back, does a couple gigs, goes back out. That's his life. And that's what I definitely did not want. Huh. And you said you've actually got kind of a unique situation because you also wanted to be the band leader. And you, if you've never seen Tommy's show, and I know you have, yeah. uh, he is, you, when you think of the drummer, you think of the guy sitting at the back of the stage with musicians in front of him. And no, it's Tommy front and center leading the bra- the band behind him. It's a, you know, tons of horns, but you've also got a keyboard player, guitar player, bass player. Like it's a, you guys are able to pull off a, a ton of stuff. You know, it's just kind of reversing the formula, putting the rhythm section up front and the horns behind. You know, it's like, you know, so that's uh, when I... But you're about leading. 12, you're not just sitting 12, there playing. Twelve years ago, I decided that I uh, am sick of being a sideman. You know, now you two guys are leaders. So you you are leaders. You lead this thing. You hear you are, you live it every day. And you have the personalities to pull it off. So do I. <laughs> and I decided that I could not do both, so I quit all sideman stuff for higher work. Basically, I just you know that's gone. I was only going to lead, even if it's easy money. You're like, uh, no, I can't do, I do both. what I do. I just can't do both. Does you know, he chap your hide when we put the drum set at the back? When the very few gigs you've played with oh, us? Oh God, no! I yeah, love playing with you. Stop, Stop no, it. no, 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 because <laughs> because I love you and I love I love what we do. Just because it's that's a perfect example to me. That was like playing the bitter end. You did the bitter end with these bands because it was fun and you had a great time and you dug the people. And sometimes you just dug the songs that some guy was trying to write. And there was like a bunch of songwriters. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to play these songs because these songs are great. They deserve to be heard. And it was like you know, 25 bucks. You know, you get, you, and you know, you bring your stuff down there. It's like, it's, lug and it. you lug it out. Right. And it's just like, and then at the end, the you, drummer, get, that's you, no get joke, 20, you get a $20 bill and a $5 bill at the end. And you're like, Oh, go to the bar yeah. or something, well, right? Yeah. It's on like, the way and, it's, home. and it, it was worth it because, you know, that's what we signed up for. So I don't pretend to know a lot about music, but you do hear people talk about how uh, a good drummer can make a band pretty good. But a ba- and a and a bad drummer. Wow, good job. Keep going. Well, this is th- a famous quote that you're saying. This well, is, so, oh, so this is a famous quote right. from Buddy Rich. So wait, but here's the thing. So and and I take guitar lessons or I I've, I've had to take a break from it but one of and I he's a jazz guy and he's and he's like well these chords we call them cowboy chords they're <laughs> what I want you to start learning is some suspended nines and some other stuff and it's because there's such a higher level of of study and talent and it would be nothing for most jazz musicians to go do rock right like, like it would be boring Right, but it would be the easiest money, and it would be you could you could even start your own rock band. 
Plenty of dr- drummers have. Yeah, is uh, but does the world need another like rock band by like it's you know so it's really funny that you mentioned that because the everybody says you know you you have this really large vocabulary when you're playing jazz music you know chops speed you know chord chord right. structure all that stuff and then when you go to rock it, a lot of times you don't use all those things but there's a different discipline for rock and that is not playing too much and you know rock there's a there's a real art to playing appropriately. And not overplaying and putting like dominant sevens when it's supposed to be just a major triad. And I learned this the hard way by recommending a couple of friends of mine for gigs and they couldn't turn that stuff off. They couldn't leave space. No. So when I get behind when I'm in a rock band, I just like I turn my sticks over, I'm playing with clubs and I'm <laughs> you know. It's like I changed like you know how you're wearing your so Vinny's wearing his hat backwards right yeah. now. That's what it's like. So when I have my jazz thing, I have my hat on this way, and when I do my rock thing, I turn my hat on the other way. And Got I'm a it. different musician. And a lot of musicians can't do that. They can just do what they do. So it's not dumbing it down, it's no. playing with different parameters. Exactly, hundred percent. It's it's and also there's I believe there's like you know we do those eighties you know you're we do Sarah's eighties power hits you know when we do her songs and stuff <laughs> those yeah like you know it's, it's like that's that's her home that's her comfort zone and there's there and thank you for thank thanks for doing that yeah and it's great but to play them right is like you know me like I chart the stuff out oh, I yeah. have it ready I have the fills ready it's like to me he gets pissed when if someone shows up at rehearsal and they don't like know the song called he's just like. Oh, boy. It's like, I'll just wait until you guys get this figured out. <laughs> well, one thing I've noticed, because I read a lot about current musicians, a lot of metal bands, which are, they're very technical, they always go poach jazz drummers. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, this guy has, yeah. he's better than us. Yeah, those drummers, you know, the, the, the speed metal guys, like, they're like freaks of nature. Like, the they do, I mean, that's that might be all they can do. But holy crap, they can do that. Yeah. And I, you know, a lot of guys were like, yeah, man, that's all they can do. Like, whatever. And I'm like, man, give it up for this do, dude. That's his do trick. What you do well. That's his trick. Right. right. Let's see you do it. Can you do it? I can't do that. I don't want to do that. But that's not the point. He does it. Give props. Give yeah. props, man. It's cool. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's really, really low, and I'm making an evil sound. Let's start a screamo band. All right, you guys want to get to some bad advice? Oh my god, then we got to bad advice. No. Hey, what are you doing over there? Down here till just now. She's been here the whole time. She's taking notes on the show. She's logging the show. Get out of here. That's how hard she's working. You guys want to wrap it up or what are we doing? No, I want to do some bad advice. We haven't even done a thing yet. You know what? I actually have a couple great bad advices. (laughs) Look at them cracking themselves up in there. (laughs) Oh, good for you. Laugh it up, funny boy. Uh, Okay. If we yell happy birthday, Hooman, he'll be all, (gasps) what? I'm back. Here I Happy am. Happy birthday, Hooman. We're about oh, to my birthday. There you go. That's how you get him plugged in. I'm right here on yeah, the mic. He is. <laughs> oh, you guys. All right, here we go. This is from. All right, quickly. Well, it sounds like a made up name, so I guess I'll go for it. Uh, oh, she says right here, don't say my name. Edit that out. Edit that out. Got it. Uh, I need bad advice from everyone, especially the straight dudes on the show, regarding trying to date using the apps. 
I am currently on Bumble, and while I like that women have the initiating power, it doesn't seem to be serving me well. I have, I have right-swiped on many men, and in turn, many have done the same for me. I always message them right away, since that's the purpose of being on this damn thing. Don't be a does, Vinny would say. So all I can think of is that I am saying the wrong thing when I send the first message, because the last several times I've messaged someone, he then unmatches me, which is a total bummer. I get pretty excited about being matched to begin with because I really want to get laid, but it's a real downer when I can't even start a dialogue because he's unmatched me by the time I log back in to see if he's responded. So far, I've tried a few different ways of approaching the guy in order to test my angles, and all three have gotten rejected. First, I tried just saying, hi, so-and-so, and then asking them one question. Yes, only one. That shows them I read and paid attention to their profile, and I'm curious about them. I'm deleted. <laughs> Go on. I think it's going very well. Go ahead. The second approach is I say, hi, so-and-so, and then I ask, how's your week? Or something very casual. I'm deleted. The third approach is I say, hi, so-and-so, and then I ask, would you like to go have coffee or a drink? I'm effing deleted. What the Chuck? Did she really write that? WTF, Chuck. Oh. All right, I'll start. Um, uh, we're not done. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. I need feedback from the guys on the show about the best way to approach the guys who swipe right on me so that we are able to eventually have a convo and meet. What approach slash words slash phrases are men looking for? I actually... Oh, Sarah, why don't you say that out loud? What was the sign language? What's they're what's looking the... for a shot of your... Yeah. They're dudes. Uh, I actually read yeah. one, which is I'm not saying that you should do that, but believe me, that'll get you not deleted. <laughs> I actually so, read... Well, it depends. Right. I mean, how are your boobs? <laughs> yeah, hello. Find some cute pair on, online. I actually read one guy's profile that specifically said, don't just say hi, which I've never done, so I'm confused as to how to move forward. I'm trying not to get too frustrated and impatient, but I am frustrated and seriously want to do more meeting and less swiping slash unmatching. Help. Oh, and P.S. Other than RedTube, what's another legit porn site? Oh, <laughs> Pornhub.com. Oh sure. my goodness! Right there. Yeah. Got one, Tommy? You want to throw in there? Well, Pornhub's the central that's the, location. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. All things lead off of that. What do you say to her? How um, should she start to not get deleted? Uh, you know, how are her pictures? First of all, I'd love to see what they are. See if they're alluring enough. She's getting matched in the first time, so they're swiping right on her. Don't, don't be the. How about don't be the first one. Let the guy say something first. Like silence is sometimes very alluring mm -hmm. when you get matched, and if if it's like it's just like you know a little bit like you know it's like hi, hi, like too fast. I would say at least wait a day. I think yeah, she, she points first. out. Oh, the girl talks first. Bumble, yeah, the yeah, girl yeah, the girl talks. Talk. So uh, let me chime in here. I I think you should just get on as many dating apps as you can. I don't know why you're <laughs> oh, limited God. to just Bumble. Go well, to, she likes it because it's girls. I know, initiate. but it's not working. Oh, the girls have to initiate the thing. They have to initiate. You know, right. I like a lot of things too. If they're not right. working, you got to go to I'm something. Out of it. I don't know. Human's not wrong in this, and I've I've known men who are great. At dating a lot of women. And you know how they do that? They just fish with a giant net. They just... So she's talking about three people. Mm -hmm. That's her survey pool. You need to get a much bigger pool going. Right. And it may sound like too much work, but that's how you're going to really uh, catch someone great. That's I mean he's he's saying it doing it on different apps. Either way you do it, you need to just get a bigger. I know guys who would hit on ten girls walking to the bathroom at uh at a bar. Right. 
Carcass is carcass, just, man. If one of them says yes. Because yeah. they, they don't have any shame, they'll find that they, getting rejected to them doesn't mean nothing. They're Teflon. They just go to the next one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I also think, too, that, you know, why do you have to, like, mentally beat yourself up with all these different techniques? Like, if you like the guy, I do think, you know, the second you get a match is the wrong time to, you know, For it sounds, sure. seems like you're just waiting. No, you were right about that. Like, That's give it 24 hours. Well, yeah, I forgot that it was. This was the site the woman has to initiate first, mm-hmm. right? So I never. But still, wait for a minute. Yeah, Give maybe she is. I don't know. It's also, you know, listen. It's <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. This is all about like you're looking at pictures and you're reacting primally, like on what, like if this is a primal reaction. It's it's like ooh, my juices are flowing. There's something alluring there. Sometimes it's an X factor that you can't put your eye on. It's like, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe change up your photos a bit. You, you know? know, you're making. I'm actually. As I'm thinking about this. Maybe the photo is the thing because I'm. I have heard that's that all, dudes that's all, just the go. Thing. They just swipe right on anybody that <clears throat> I that just answers said them. It. Yeah. That's right. And so maybe then you answer them, <laughs> and they go back and look more closely at your profile, and they and don't. They're not crazy about the pictures. Right. Or, or they read your profile more in depth, and that's when oh. they say, uh, "No, get off a of bumble." Uh, I just think, look, that inst- the, this is what I would get from that instant reaction. Like, I just matched her thing, and she's already written me, is this person is way too eager and way too on it. Like, it makes guys, we've all dated that girl yeah. who's like, so do you want to get married? Because I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. just having dinner, man. I don't, <laughs> not, I don't even want to hear that word for a long time. I want to tell this lady, please go on. H-A-P-P-N, Happen, Coffee Meets Bagel, Zoosk, Z-O-S-K, and OkCupid. And Tinder. Well, and Tinder. But Tinder is to F. If you just right. want to F, that's what Tinder is. Well, she is. says she just wants to F. All right, then go on Tinder. You're on the wrong one, lady. Yeah. That's yeah, Bumble, I've never even really... <laughs> no, I've heard of that I one. remember that when it was coming out. It was a big thing. that had a big investor around. Because yeah. it was girls' Because it was female-driven. Female yeah. Started by women, for women. Women initiate the contact. I remember the I remember the big investor around for that. Yeah, but it sounds like it's not working for you. So uh, I say take a look at the pictures, give it a 24-hour window, and then just, you know, be yourself. I was, on, uh, I was on every dating site you can imagine for six weeks after my... I was before I met Aaron. For six weeks, when I you, was... Your divorce was over and yeah. you it was and? It, it was well it was actually happening this right was happening. after you got divorced so you went no, through- but divorce was happening it was like after we had split it was done where divorce was in process right i was like man oh I you wanted to be hooked oh, back up no, well i wanted to hook up right and see what was going on like it had been like you know i've been a long time since i was a free agent and there's these things. Well, when I got married, there was none of these things even available. I know they're so, so cool. So aren't I couldn't they? wait. I mean, I put. I was just like, bam! I put that stuff up there like, bam! The next day, and it was six weeks of a very interesting case study. Oh. I had a, a lot of data. Did you get data laid collected. a lot? Wait, and then you went met the girl you're gonna marry in, in six, six weeks, weeks later. Yeah. No, at a bar. He met at her a at a bar. No, I got you. Yeah. But I'm just saying. So you were really only on the dating scene for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh. So is it hold so on. horrible that you were like that? For, you know, you, you meet Erin, you're like she's quality. I'm keeping her. I, oh yeah, I, I got to no, get off. Uh, that was just as like as far as like you know having the whole package together. You've met Erin, you know, uh-huh. so it's like you know the whole package. Yeah, I'm tough. I'm no, tough, but I'm like, saying, yeah. was it so horrible on the dating sites that when a, like a legit girl came along, you were like, well, enough of that. You know what? Crap. It, it became obvious. It it's a lot of work. Dating is for sure. It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. There's people. I mean, it, and. 
Is and, it worth it? Uh, no. It it's can not. be super well, fun. I mean, it that. can be super fun. I mean, if I didn't meet Aaron or if I didn't meet like somebody who was like I was totally like, okay. you know, happening with, I'd still be on there because it was fun. And uh, do you want to tell us one crazy raunchy story and then we yeah. can wrap it up? One crazy raunchy story. Yeah, one crazy raunchy. Wait, story. Wait, before you tell the story, I just have to ask this. So you're just in the middle of this divorce. And was it the most amicable divorce of all time? Because there you are already ready to date again? No, it was not amicable at all, and I just didn't care. Oh. It was a divorce. It was done. And the only thing that was left was paperwork and waiting. Because you got to wait six months after you file and stuff like that when it goes into California. And you so, were like, I'm going to get laid. No, no, it was like, uh, I, well, yeah, I was like, and just what's going on out right. there? Like, I I've never heard looked, so much about this stuff. Right. I mean, I was like, not... Over Single. it. Single. You're just over it, right? Oh, it's totally. And there I was just go. like, and, and, all right, so you want to know the best story? Okay. So I was on OkCupid. OkCupid, by the way, is awesome. That, that was my probably my favorite one. Yeah, it was like a good combination of freak and non-freak. It was good. So Much, what happened? It, all right, I was on. <laughs> Let me guess. You got a freak. No, no. It was even better. Check it out. So, like, at this point, no one even knew I was getting divorced. And Whoa. And... You know, it comes up to this local, pe- and then people know you, and they see, and and this oh. this woman gets in touch. Goes, what are you doing on here? And I said, uh, you don't, you didn't hear, but you know, we're split, we're, divor- right. we're divorcing, and I'm, you know, you know, and she goes, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And she goes, well, I'm not interested in you, but she goes, she goes, but I love women. So when you hook up with a, a hottie, get in touch with me. Ah, oh, that's what thing. happened. So she, she was like, she's like, I, she's like, I just said, I'm not interested in you alone. Yeah. But if you hook up with, she and goes, you want to do a three way, yes, that's what her, that she was like, put it right out there. And the funny, she was just coming off of, a, she wasn't married, she was, but she was in a ten year thing living together, and they had just moved out like a, like a week before my thing. Is she oh. hot? Totally. So what happened? Nothing. You didn't do oh. her. You didn't do her. Sucks. Nothing because because she hooked up with the person she eventually married. Oh. And oh. It, like she got and it yeah. just became a lockdown kind of thing. Yeah, I know. It never. It never. It never. You know. And she was hot, so I was like, I can't just present anyone. It's like she made it clear. It's like it's like it's gonna be banging. You know, right. kind of thing. And I was just like. Uh, I gotta hurry up and get like, someone on the line here, man. Like, I was motivated, man. I was like swiping right on every hot air. I was like, take it out. Uh, all right. Thanks for the letters. Uh, Sarah right. or Vinny at RadioAlice.com. We have a bunch of other good ones, but please always send them. We read them all and uh, and try to get to them as fast as we can. Tommy Igo, thank Great you so job, much. Great job, buddy. It went oh, way thanks. too fast. TommyIgo.com. And now we're off to celebrate Human's birthday. Oh, lucky we're you so guys. We're so excited. Hot ass Danielle's gonna meet up with us. It's always a party when she's around. We'll see you. Oh, and we're off next week. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll see you the week after that. Sarah and Vinny. Sarah and Vinny on Alice at 97.3.